Welcome to the inaugural episode of the new season of MBA's Unplugged. I'm your host, Hillary Clark, as always, joined by your other host, David McGarry. David, can you let us know what we have on deck today? Yeah, Hillary. Today, we're having a roundtable discussion with Professor Scott Abrams and Olivia Glick. Scott, in addition to being one of our favorite finance professors, is the academic director for the full-time MBA program. He's also a USC alumni graduating from the MBA program in 2004. Before that, or after his MBA, but before teaching, he was the executive director at Sony Pictures. Olivia is a president of the Full-Time Marshall Graduate Association, or MGSA. She was previously at Macy's working in their brand experience team, and after graduation, plans to join Ernst & Young as a senior consultant. And you're not going to want to hit that 2x speed today because we've got some fast talkers. So enjoy our conversation. Scott, Olivia, welcome to MBA's Unplug. Thank you for joining us today. So let's just get right into it. USC comes in at number 19 amongst the top business schools in the U.S., according to the latest U.S. News ranking, previously climbing to number 16. What's something you see at other top business schools that you'd like to bring to Marshall? I think Marshall has everything. And let me take a step back. I was a student here a couple years ago. So I graduated in 2004. And at that time, I think it was my class in the middle of the, the two years we were here, that the school jumped up to number uh, 17 in the business week. The business week was the premier meeting at the time. And then the school came down again, and then, and then the school came back up. And a lot of the what the dean was saying at the time is Marshall has everything. All the deans around the, the nation were saying, what's wrong with these rankings? Marshall has everything. So what could the other schools learn from us? Is what I would That's ask. a good question. Olivia? I actually have a pretty different perspective. I think Marshall has a lot to learn. I think what's been obvious to me when I was applying to school and still now is I think a big gap is how Marshall can help teach business leaders to be more socially responsible and more mission driven. I feel like I, when I was applying, I looked at a lot of schools that placed a huge emphasis on, on leaders who thought about diversity more or who thought about environmental impact or thought about, I don't know, just all these different kind of, kind of like socially just missions. And Marshall, there seems to be, it's always an afterthought or you have to go to another school or find a club to kind of get that. And I really hope that Marshall starts to incorporate more of that curriculum and that programming into the actual program itself. Yeah, and I think there's something to be said for always looking to improve and never being satisfied with where we are. Now, Scott, you mentioned that you also went to USC, Marshall. In previous years, is there something that you really liked that you would like to bring back? One of the most underrated things that uh, I think Marshall has, and I've said this a lot, so I hope I don't sound like a broken record, but it's the sense of community. If you go out to the courtyard, you see everybody working together. You see classmates helping classmates. You hear stories about other business schools. I'm not going to mention any names where people might rip pages out of a book or they won't tell their friends what the interview <laughs> questions are. And if you look at Marshall and you think about your experience, everybody's helping everybody. They just want everybody to, to succeed. And it really just is a special place. My friends, when I was a student, they thought I joined a cult because I was a, I'm a UCLA undergrad. And here I was talking about how great USC was in the Trojan Network. And so, and then I just want to add, you know, in my new role, and maybe we'll get to this, I do want to make things better. And so I, I hear, I've been doing these lunches with some of the students, first years and second years, what can we improve? Obviously, we could always improve things. And, and to piggyback on some of the stuff that Olivia was talking about, I do think we need more elective offerings and, and different, we really have to look at with through in the departments and the courses that we're offering. And that's definitely something that we, 
are constantly trying to yeah and just to just to add to that i did go to another business school for my undergraduate degree it will remain unnamed right now but i have personally witnessed that you know not sharing of test scores or secrets or i mean you shouldn't share test scores of course but any any tips for for classes no, absolutely. I mean, I always love to hear a little bit about the Marshall community, given my role as the uh, the VP of community. But Scott, if we can go ahead and ask you another question, mm-hmm. I would love to know, in your opinion, really what makes someone stand out in the application process or as they're going through the recruitment? Again, I've never worked in admissions, but if I did work in admissions, if you think about what it takes to be a successful CEO or business leader or whatever role that somebody wants to play, it's really the well-roundedness. Um, so if somebody's really good at academics, but they don't have any leadership um, things that they can show in their on their applications, then they're not going to stand out. So someone that's really committed to trying different aspects of their lives and, and taking on different roles and really showing that they have the wherewithal to guide the future generation. We have so many problems on this planet, and I think you all know about this. And so the new generation of leaders have to tackle these problems. And so that's really um, something that's going to stand out as being well-rounded. Maybe they've volunteered or they've done something crazy, some crazy project, and um, not just your typical good grades. Absolutely. Talking about going a little bit beyond the classroom, Olivia, I would love to know, um, as the you know full-time MBA president, what are some of the biggest challenges or changes, that you, excuse me, what are the biggest changes that you're implementing as president? Yeah, I think uh, what's interesting, we're in, a, we're in a transition year. So the year before us spent their first year on Zoom. And I, it's clear that a lot of the traditions and kind of community and spirit that was part of Marshall that Scott even talked about was lost when everyone went on Zoom. And I, for me, a huge goal of mine was just how do we bring back that sense of spirit and the sense of, of feeling really part of this community? I think we have that and I think we're on the right track to get there. But I mean, it can be as small as I've made a big point personally, you know, to send out the Marshall Minute every week, which is just a way I I don't put too much weight into it, but I think it is a way for students to see what's everyone doing every week, what's going on, how can we stay in touch with each other and feel like we're connected. And so that's why I feel like it's important. But I also think there's bigger initiatives beyond myself. Um, for example, the my Doomill, my VP of tech, has been leading the charge on Slack. And for me, it's you know, how do we communicate like a top MBA program? We've been using WhatsApp this whole time. And I just know other programs are using Slack and it's just a way better mechanism to communicate with people. Um, Aaron, the VP of finance, just sent out the transparency report for clubs. So how do we keep our clubs accountable, spending their dues for the benefit of the members? I'm really excited about that. And then also thinking about how do we change um, our community to think about DEI in a more holistic way. So we're actually trying to institute these new community norms. um, And the VP of uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, Gaia, is leading that charge. And so, and similarly to the way that Marshall has these four values, you know, collaborative ambition is my personal favorite, but there's also unwavering integrity. Um, I kind of forget the other two, but the point is we want to create these new community norms that kind of are part of the ethos in the same way those four values are for Marshall. I have to say, it's also very fun to tune in on a Monday morning and see myself featured in the Marshall Minute. It gives me a little bit of joy. Um, But back to you, Scott. So not to bury the lead, but you are in a new position as academic director uh, at Marshall. What would you say is the biggest challenge of this new position? And is it what you expected? Um, The position, in terms of being um, what what I expected, 
Sort of. I, I'm, I'm having fun. I'm having fun. Uh, again, I started this role on July 1st and, you know, I was thrown in and my first big task was was being very involved in orientation and, and leading a lot of the um, the programming there. And so um, I've been very involved with, with the core program since I've been teaching here. So I've, I've been pretty involved with what the academic director does. Um, I guess what, what I didn't expect is every day there's going to be this thing come up or that thing come up. And so I'm dealing with a lot of the things. I'll leave it at that at things. But um, I do want to I do want to piggyback on a couple of things that that Olivia brought up um, in terms of bringing back the community um, from the administration side of things coming down from the vice dean's office. So Dean Koo, you know, she and um, a couple of the people and I've been a big proponent of this. We have this operation reset. It's like, let's bring the community back. We can go back to how it felt in 2018, 2019 before COVID. And I'm pleased to report that if you were at the tailgate this weekend, it's back. It was like it was a it was such a successful tailgate. We had more than a thousand people. I saw all of my old students from the first year that I that I taught the core. Um, I had a blast. I gave a lot of hugs to everybody, and so I, I really do feel like we're on the right trajectory in getting the community back. And then the other thing is DEI is obviously a, a hugely important thing, and I think the school has a lot of initiatives around DEI. Um, and one of the things that we've done, um, there's always been some DEI stuff within orientation, but there was a big DEI training this orientation where it was a four-hour session where we covered diversity and equity and inclusion and you know bias and all this stuff. And so I really think it it set the first year class off to you know, success, or at least being very aware with the DEI issues, because again, we have a big international um, student population and DEI issues are not even talked about in some other countries. And so that's part of the problem. I mean, part of the thing that we're working on is acclimating the international right. students with issues we have here in the U.S. And I love that you brought up the tailgate. One uh, one fun fact that popped up when I was just asking around, because yeah, there's a lot of people there, is I think we had over 200 alumni come back as well. So I like that we're talking a lot about, you know, the community, but also it's cool to see the community go beyond just like the two years here. But like, mm -hmm. you know, you do see kind of those Trojans coming back and, and yeah, having that opportunity to meet those folks outside of just that formal business setting is, has been a really cool thing I've seen so far here at Marshall. So definitely. Yeah. So again, a couple of challenges. It's obviously when you when the school has been successful in moving up the rankings, then the challenge is. How do you go to that next level, mm -hmm. like the goal of the top 15? And then you got to maintain your rankings. And so there's always like a lot of things that the school has to work on to keep mm -hmm. the school at the top level. Everyone should know that Scott also does not sleep. So I <laughs> don't doubt that we will climb under your leadership. But over to Olivia. So this is something I've been wanting to ask you for a while. But what is the biggest mistake you made first year or something you wish you did differently? And what mistakes do you see other students making? You know, you're obviously a very good student. You lead our student council and you really set an example for, you know, how you convey yourself around campus. I guess it's hard, you know, when you're a perfectionist, what is something that you think you maybe could have done differently? Yeah, I think that's a fair question. It's interesting because business school is one of the first times that you can totally reinvent yourself and the path after is not laid out which is different than what it was like for me in high school and in college too. I knew where I wanted to go after I graduated. And I think I came into business school with this, these habits of, you know, doing re really well in school and having a really high standard of, of who I would be in this community. And, and then on top of that, a big part of business school is getting your internship. And that was like a new factor that I didn't necessarily feel in other aspects previously. 
Um, and last year was incredibly hard for me. I never had had any mental health issues. And then last year was the first time I dealt with depression and anxiety. And I think it just kind of the culmination of being in a new city without my family, without my friends or any support network, and then feeling like this pressure to do something I didn't even know I wanted to do and feeling the pressure I needed to do well in school, which I'm with Scott, which I probably should not even be saying this because he's also my professor, but school doesn't matter in the way that you, I think school matters and that you should be learning because we're here to learn and, and take these skills on for a job, but getting the A really should not be your priority. It's how much knowledge can you gain from this? And I felt like last year, my priorities were really mixed up because my whole life had been getting the A, do really well socially, do really well in the recruitment process and trying to balance all those things finally got to me. And so I guess my advice for anyone entering business school and what I see first years doing now is trying to prioritize everything. And I would say it's okay to let some things that you're used to prioritizing first to go down to the wayside, because ultimately what's really important is your own self-growth. And if you, if you keep reminding yourself that, It'll be a much more manageable process. That's so important. Also, I thank you for bringing that up because part of beating the stigma of mental health is talking about it with your friends and, you know, anyone who's listening to this podcast. So I, I really appreciate that. I guess, I guess same question to Scott, though. Is there something that you see first years doing that you think they should be doing differently? They should not be sleeping bathroom. <laughs> It's all about juggling, and we call it the three C's. And so the three C's is curriculum, so academics, community, and career. And there's not enough hours in the day, which is why I don't sleep. I think I got to Marshall and they said, just give up on sleep because you're going to be, and then I shoot to them, and I'm like, oh. Anyway, um, the point of my story is, no, I, I fully agree with uh, with Olivia. You don't need grades. Grades don't really matter that much. But I do think you should attend class because you're here in school. If you, you're doing a disservice if you're not attending your class. Yeah, yeah, you might have an interview that comes up, but class and do your interviews after 1215, sure. your coffee chats. But yeah, Olivia's right. Like you don't need a, getting a 4.0 GPA is not going to land you the job. You need to be out there networking. You need to be doing, giving to the community. And so it's all about, think about how a CEO runs his or her life. There's only so many things that you can tackle. And so you're going to choose those things. And that's how, that's what we're teaching in business school. And so right now, from the first year's perspective, they're they're drowning in term three. Term one was very nice. It's all academics. Then we start with term two and they're like, oh, there's this thing called clubs. And now they're like, oh, there's this thing called clubs and recruiting. And so they're learning about the juggling aspects and something's got to give. But you do need time for yourself. You need to see your friends. You need to have fun. Business school is fun. Mix it up. Do everything. And you could do everything well. Absolutely. Just like Scott. Exactly. <laughs> no, thank you so much for sharing both of you. I guess I have a question I would love both of you to take a stab at. I guess, yeah, Olivia, just because we heard from Scott last, we'll go with you. Uh, what is the most contro controversial opinion you have about the application process? Mm, or recruiting, I guess. Yeah, I have a couple. A couple controversial yeah. things. So when I was trying to business school, uh, I thought the gang referrals from the school, from people at the school mattered a lot. So I got a lot of referrals from my network of people. I, ne I never asked anyone random, but you know, someone I knew, I don't think it made any difference. There's plenty of schools where I had multiple referrals, did not even get interviewed. So just wait, keep your time management better with that. The other thing is I actually think test scores do matter, particularly at these very, very top schools. Ultimately, a lot of the ranking is based on, some, on your test scores and GPA. So it is something to do devote your energy and attention to. 
Um, but I will say this, like once you get to a certain caliber of school, ultimately the MBA experience is what you make of it. And I've seen people at top, top, top schools not really get anywhere because they feel like that will be enough for them. And then I've seen people at maybe technically lower ranked schools actually make it super far because they've had it. They have the drive and motivation and kind of holistic. Scott was saying they want holistic candidates. It's about how do you sell yourself, not just on what school you go to, but what else can you offer to that company or or whatever you're looking for. And so I think ultimately what you want to get out of the MBA experience is totally what you put into it. And rankings do matter, but only up to a certain point. After that, it's really how you make of the experience. Absolutely. So Scott, yeah, what are your opinions? Yeah, I don't understand very controversial questions. I, I, I'll talk about something on admissions. She made a point on... Uh, okay, so if USC was, let's say, 19 or 16, but you compare it to a Warren or Harvard, where USC students could really stand out is I'm thinking, like, if I teach finance, I'm thinking about the people pursuing investment banking, and I have a student sitting right here that's an investment banker at the table. And so where the USC student could really stand out is if they just get on a plane and fly to New York and say, hello, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley. If you're good and you are motivated to get on the plane, you will get hired by these companies, whereas these companies are coming on campus to work and it's like, okay, who, how many people can I fit into an interview room in one day? And the student didn't have to work very hard. They just had to show up and put on a suit. So the point of my story is we're at a, we're at an interesting uh, juncture. I, I can't think of the right word where we're ranked in top 20 and hopefully top 15, but you still, it's still, I don't know what I'm trying to say. USC students could really succeed uh, versus like these Harvard or Warren students. And you know what I, I think it is? It's grit. And that's what USC students have. And I think, so full disclosure, I am the investment banker. And I do think <laughs> that that is what got me to stand out in the recruitment process was getting on planes, showing up and really being hungry for it and having grit as opposed to the people, again, at these Ivy Leagues who just show up and, you know, kind of rest on their laurels. So I, I I definitely agree with that. And I've seen it firsthand. And it's so satisfying when I hear back from the firms that our students are doing really well on their internship and they were hungry to learn and they they look better mm -hmm. than Ellie, but at that. Uh, in terms of the admission, um, I do want to, instead of something controversial, I want to say something that I'm proud of with Marshall. My understanding, and this is how it was back in the day, and I'm pretty sure Marshall st still does this, is we have a 100% interview whatever ratio. So any any student that was admitted to the program was interviewed by either the admissions office or somebody that they delegated to. So personality and being able to communicate is, is key in getting um, admitted and being successful in business school. It's not just how you look on paper. And so I think that's a really good aspect of our admissions process. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I can vouch not just to the folks we have on the podcast and we'll have on the podcast in the future, but I think there's a lot of fun Trojans out there with some some really exciting personalities. So looking forward to that. Perfect. Um, yeah, so I guess I am going to flip that. And uh, you gave us a little bit of a, a you know sneak peek there, Scott. But how, I guess how has the Trojan Network personally helped you? Or if you have another favorite thing about Marshall that you'd like to highlight for the pod? Feel free. I'm going to tell you something that I tell some of the students that are freaking out that don't have their internships. So what's today? November 5th, November 6th, something early November. And a lot of the, what did you say? It's the 7th, but it's Now students that are pursuing consulting and investment banking, they're heavy in recruiting. Other students, such as the ones that want to pursue entertainment, I say, okay, relax for a little bit because you're going to be more involved in the spring semester. But the point I'm trying to convey is 
when they when there's students that are freaking out about not having an internship yet, I make them feel better. Two of my most successful friends from my business school class, um, they did not have a job upon graduating. They were picky. One of them was reading this book about know you're the color of your parachute or something where you're really trying to find out what you're supposed to be doing. And and they are the most successful people. One of them got a job by sitting next to somebody on an airplane Trojan network. The other one just networked, you know, LinkedIn, whatever. And I'm telling you, they are the happiest people that I know and they are not hurting monetarily either. <laughs> so, but that's all. And so how did the Trojan help, network help me? Well, I'm here teaching. I didn't take the, I'm not a traditional academic and I've kept in touch with my professors. Um, one of them is the vice dean of the program right now. And so, and so yeah, and so that's why I'm here. And so that's my successful Trojan Network story. I'm teaching at the school that I, that I attended. But I see so many, the Trojan Network, it's real, it's powerful. Again, I was a Bruin undergrad and I will tell everybody, send your kid to USC, whether it's undergrad or MBA, because you get here, you go on an interview, you meet anybody, they will help you. You just email anybody cold and they're a USC alum, they will, they will help you. And it's, it's, it sounds cliche. It's true. Absolutely. Olivia, I guess, same question to you. And I want that same enthusiasm. <laughs> it was so much a part of last year for me, I did consulting and the whole consulting track is you reach out to all these practitioners at each firm, they're expecting it and they're all the USC family. Um, and it's, it honestly made a huge difference. I mean, the amount of practitioners that would case me or fake interview me or just give me advice on how to get through the, the recruiting process was pretty insane. I also will say it wasn't just the main consulting firms that was recruiting at USC. I ended up getting an offer at kind of this more boutique, my dream firm from for years and years. And uh, one of my professors who also went to USC helped me so, so much with my interview, with my final case, with all this stuff. And they really went above and beyond to just give me that support. And I feel like my undergrad, that definitely did not happen. And I went to a good undergrad and there, people have a lot of allegiance to that, but it's just, it's just very different. The willingness to help someone out and uh, just support them whenever you need them. I, I just have never seen that before. I will say, I used to think uh, the Trojan Network was kind of bullshit. I was like, it's just a marketing scheme to get people to get to the school. It's super annoying, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. Trojan, yeah. My internship this summer, it was some USC people and UCLA people uh, in the LA office, obviously. And we were so annoying. Like all the USC consultants would come in and say hi to us. And it just was not the same for any of the other firms. So it is so corny, but the Trojan Network is not only how I got into USC, but how I got my internship and now my job offer. It works. Like, you know, like it's corny, but it's true. Yeah. Um, so I guess just moving forward, what would both of you like to work on or see next year at Marshall? What I'm working on right now is I want to make little tweaks. Like the curriculum, I think we have is in really good place, but little tweaks, um, taking suggestions from students. So we're hearing that out. Um, again, I really want to get this community back to how it was in 2018, 2017, 2016. And I think we're on the right approach and making sure the kids come to class. No. So those are the, those are the things on the top of my list um, right now. And just keeping the school where it is and, and keeping the momentum going. And I just want to see the continue the school to continually improve. And I, I really do think that's possible. Yeah, I agree with that. I think we could, from a more fun perspective, I want more people at tailgates. They're so much fun. They're very unique to this school. Let's just show up. 
Um, but from like a more program wide perspective, I'm actually helping working on an independent research project, helping the school think about how they can increase their underrepresented minorities and diversity within the program itself. I've been talking to different student leaders and uh, administrators from other schools to see what they're doing. So I think, you know, Marshall, Scott, you said, like has made so much improvement, but I think that doesn't mean we can't keep trying to move forward and do yeah. better. Uh, there's, I have seen so much potential in this community and I really, really believe in it and I love it so much. And I think part of doing that and feeling that way is also saying, how can we continuously do better? Awesome. Now to wrap things up, what is something you guys have your eye on, no matter if it's a new TV show, a trip you have coming up or something you want to plug? I'm on my same point, tailgates. Tailgates. <laughs> <laughs> um, organizing a big bus for all of us to go to the UCLA game in a couple of weeks to the Rose Bowl. I think that will be so much fun. Uh, it won't be a C4C tailgate. There's no restrictions. So I would say everyone go crazy. Let's show the Bruins what we have. Yeah, that's my plug. Absolutely. Thank you. Good. I'll piggyback on that. Yeah, go to the tailgates. That's it. We'll, we'll have one left um, here. Uh, so the tailgates are awesome. Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. Um, it's just like food, family, friends, drink a little wine. And um, I've been traveling to Singapore to plan Prime. We're excited to bring Prime back. Prime is one of our Signature program in the way it sets Marshall apart from every other business school. Um, you, know, you know what Prime is. And so I'm excited to go with the companies that we're going to go work with. I'm going to push this back. Sure. Yes. What is Prime? Is, Could you actually, yeah. Prime, I think we're in our 24th year. Prime, uh, so Marshall was the first school that required this 10-day experiential trip. And so it's a we take a class in our last term of the first year of business school and the MBA, um, Global Context of Business. And so Prime was a acronym Pacific Rim Immersion Managerial Experience or International Managerial Experience, something like that. So it's largely in the Pacific Rim. All the other programs now have a trip. So the undergrad, the PM program has this. And so basically we travel abroad and we meet with companies and we do some kind of a project that um, in the past we've done consulting projects for companies. This year we're doing broader topics, focusing on the trade war with China. And we're talking about sustainability, climate change and Web3 and so some neat topics. And so, yeah, so this year, the, the first year students will be traveling to either Singapore, Melbourne or, or Seoul. And so we're very excited to bring it back. We had three years of not doing this because of obvious reasons. And so it's very important that we bring I'm this very back. jealous yeah, I know. of the first years. Yeah, You were offered I, the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, thank you both for coming on. And we'll see you around. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank we'll you. To it. Thank you. That was such a fun conversation that we just had. And, you know, to wrap things up, I think David and I were just going to talk about what's on our radar, what we have going on, and, uh, you know, what we're, we find interesting. So I'll go first. I am currently in the Business of Entertainment Association here at Marshall. I'm actually the community VP. And I recently saw Tar with my friend Max. And, you know, it is one of those movies that has been on my mind since I saw it. And, you know, Max and I have been on the Reddit boards trying to figure out what certain things mean. So I definitely would plug that. And I know a lot of people in BEA um, also loved it. And that's the best part about BEAs. You can just see movies and talk about them with your friends. So love that. And then I also want to plug uh, USC Rare Clothing. 
that's on Instagram. It's at USC Rare Clothing. It's vintage USC clothing. Last year, I bought a 90s windbreaker for not that much money, and it's pretty sick. So I would definitely say check out that page. I am very surprised you're leaking your source. I feel like I'm seeing some absolute heat of uh, outfits on this woman. So I will be looking into that without a doubt. Um, Yeah, I think, you know, I always got to make a plug for some of the stuff that we're excited for, but I'm even extra excited that Scott and Olivia were stoked about tailgates in general. Um, So we're going to get that's fair. They are good. So, yeah, got to give a quick plug. We got one, a Friday night game, actually. Shout out the Pac-12, making us go on Fridays. But I got that this coming week against Colorado. And then next week, I'm very excited. We will be actually traveling out to the Rose Bowl uh, to play against UCLA. Right now, we are both very highly ranked. So, who knows? Might be like the ESPN College Game Day game. Like, there is a lot of exciting things in the world of football around LA these days. Um, the other thing I'm stoked about, it's it's grossly cold out for LA. It was like 60 and cloudy, but I think it's snowing up north in Mammoth. Uh, and I know we have a huge Mammoth trip in January every year. So I am absolutely stoked to start shredding oh, in the man. coming months. Uh, absolutely, Gnar will be shred. <laughs> He's actually very impressive on this look. But um, as always, if you have a question, a comment, or you want to hear us talk to a certain person or about a certain subject, please email us. I'm going to give you my personal email this time. It's HillaryCL, that's Hillary with one L, H-I-L-A-R-Y-C-L at marshall.usc.edu. And because we already had so many people love the long form email, might as well give it another shot. It is community at marshall.usc.edu. Definitely feel free to reach out and we'll talk to you all next week.